Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. How's it going out there, guys? Um, I really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode with the uh, classic of On Through the Night with Def Leppard. I really enjoyed listening to it again. Um, really sort of, it's nice to sort of, this is what the show helps me do, you know, it helps me jump back into my collection and think about things I not wouldn't normally do. And I know that a lot of the guys listening to the show and girls and everyone in between, um, has said to me that they, they like the um, the nod back to old albums and also the nod forward to something new. So this one's a bit different this week. This isn't going to be an album review. There'll be an album review next week, which I'm working on at the moment. Um, but this one is, as it says on the title, it's basically a, just a little chat, maybe not the longest chat in the world, but a chat about um, where... Okay, how it came about it, I was I was flicking through the old Tiki Talks, um, you know, like the old, like the kids in the hood do, um, one night, and I come across this female punk band from the UK that was sort of like a crossover punk pop sort of hip hop thing, I, I can't remember the name of the, of the act, sorry, um, but they were really, I mean the lyrics were pretty, you know, foul and a bit sort of you know uh blue which is okay but it was the point they were coming across they were basically coming across about the um a very political point of view and it made me think it made me think it where did the political uh where did politics go or even meaning like social meaning go from music where's it gone um because if you think about, if you think about it, right, when we're back in the midst of time when dinosaurs were the earth and I was a kid, um, you you got your musical source from several options. You got it from a sibling, a parent, the top of the pops or equivalent to the country you're living in, the radio, or your friends at school, right? So few different outlets to give it to you and depending on who, who you got it from is depending on the view that you took right now I have I've told before I've got a lot of siblings and they all have very very vastly different political views and social views and not having a father that listened to popular music I can't I didn't have that direction so it wasn't a parent friends at school um, yes, but they also, like me, were raggy-arsed um, kids with not much money, so we weren't really buying records. Uh, so it was either, it was my brothers, and it was Top of the Pops. We didn't listen to the radio because we weren't allowed to. So it was it was going to be, well, we were allowed to in our own rooms, I suppose, but we never did. Well, I did later on. But, um, you know, so it came down to your... Your brothers, right? When we come for me, top of the pops and my brothers. Now, where I'm coming from is this. 
I did some research on this, and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later on. But from sort of like the at the beginning of, of rock and roll, um, you didn't have a social meaning in that music. Okay, it was it was a, a medium that basically was for fun and parties, right? You know, a dancing dance music, and there, and there's a place for that. Okay, there's an absolute place for that. But when I thought to myself, you know, when did that become a point where um, meaning, social meaning, and um, and, and sort of th- moral things like that came into into being in all forms, in even in our, in our blessed and lovely heavy metal, it's there as well, which we'll talk about in a minute uh, later on. Um, but you know, you 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 were sort of a you were you were a learning through the medium of music, and that sounds like a real wanky sort of um, labourite, um, you know, <laughs> school project. But you know what I mean, right? Uh, it means it means that you you took your education through your TV, which I know I did, through my music, um, because I was not great at school, and even though I loved learning, I because of my learning difficulty difficulties I wasn't and not having any help at home at all nothing nothing zero not a single advice piece of advice at home um re homework or um learning anything so you know as I said before, I was a free range child a latchkey kid they call us then they call us now I think anyway the reason I'm saying is that I took my learning from there and I looked at I was looking at I took a quick look at uh, this quite well quite an in-depth look at this recently I was going to do this last week episode but I thought this is going to be a much longer bit of research for me and I think it's down to the fact that we don't have this is going to sound like it's going to sound really I don't know whether it's me if I had an epiphany uh, I may have done and also may as well just wipe myself down afterwards hang on um get it off the monitor <laughs> I uh, I think it's because we don't live in a world where chart music is considered anything anymore. You don't look at charts. No one cares about charts. You may see it says, oh, number one in the in UK dance charts. Well, that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything at all. Because firstly, people don't buy physical medium anymore. Not in single versions anyway. And thirdly, it doesn't matter about charts because charts were a way of selling records that's the reason they were invented it was to sell records it was to to show listeners um and record buyers other music available and to do that you put in a chart and the more you sold the higher the chart you got and every band wanted to get that that coveted number one or that top 40 hit particularly in the uk right um when i was a kid now i'm gonna get this is all uk centric because i don't never grew up anywhere else of course so, but this is how I see it. And so what we would do as kids is we would sit around when we could to watch Top of the Pops. Um, we'd have Top of the Pops on. Um, or you know, later on, um, for the more sort of sophisticated listener, you had the tube and you had um, old grey whistle test and and things like that. But for us sort of teens, it was Top of the Pops. And you'd sit through the Top of the Pops to get to the top ten and because um, you'd want to watch it, you want to know what's in the top ten. And of course, during that journey on that half an hour, you might come across a track that will pop up, say at number twenty nine, and 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 it might and they might actually play the whole song, you know, because they towards the end of the latter end of the eighties, uh, Top of the Pops changed. Um, I watched a really good documentary on Top of the Pops. Now, I am a music nerd, as you know, so this was like really, I loved it. Um, and it, and they said that towards the end of the top uh, 80s, they started playing outside of the top 10 format to get, and not top 40, in fact, to just sort of like fill the space up with up and coming music because of the changing scene, scenes, the constant fluidity of, of pop culture and youth culture, which seems to have sort of stagnated at the moment, I think. Anyway... You'd sit there and say you'd be, you know, be waiting because you knew that, say, your your song was going to be at, it was at number 12 last week and I wonder where it's going to be now. Is it going to be higher or lower? So you're, you're waiting for it. And a classic example for me 
um, in that respect was waiting to see what where um, something like um, you can call me out by Paul um, Paul Simons, where that was sitting because I absolutely or Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. I absolutely adored those singles, and I couldn't wait for them to see when they were where they got up higher in the chart or you know later on Marillion or Iron Maiden or whatever but you always wanted to get your single right anyway I remember waiting um for to see where as I said probably one of those tracks I think it was more like you can call me out and on in comes at number like 38 comes uh, a track called Camouflage right now really catchy really fun single really you know just a brilliant piece of music i couldn't get the tune out of my head it was um, by stan ridgeway right um and it got to number two in the uk actually you know uh it was obviously a debut album the big heat and it was the third single off the album that's irrelevant um but i went i sat there and i could not stop singing it and it's a song about a Vietnam soldier who gets saved by um, a big guy called Camouflage, who he calls Camouflage. He turns out to be already dead, and when he saves him, he's like a spirit that saves him, saves his life. And it's a really hard, quite an interest, like um, Paul Hardcastle's 19, you know, about, about the, the, age, the average age of a soldier in Vietnam. Was very hard hitting, you know, lyrically, but it got to number, as I said, number two, right? And Paul Hardcastle's eighteen, nineteen, got to like number one for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and you know, when you when you're like, well, I was thirteen then, so when you're thirteen, you know, you, you're beginning to see a bit of the world, you're understanding a little bit of what's around you. Well, we did back then, anyway, um, and. These sort of messages were seeping into your head, and this was the only way you. The only way I. I mean, Vietnam was never. I mean, apart from watching the occasional war movie with my my dad, I never understood anything about Vietnam. Never understood anything to do with it. You know, um, it wasn't until much. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd listened to War Pigs by Black Sabbath, which again I'm going to talk about. That's a, um, you know, a classic anti-war song uh, written by Geezer Butler. Uh, written quickly as well it was a re- quickly written song um it you know so for me you know, I'd, I'd, I'd listened to it but i didn't understand it and it wasn't until i sort of you know i was 13 years old and i listened to this song camouflage which was a very very catchy single and i really hope you go and jump and have a listen to it um i still have it on 12 inch i think somewhere um it um i then went to the library and got some books out on Vietnam and, and had a read because let's face it I was not that long away from it right um, and also not that far away from from the Falklands but that was more punk and punk stuff was more um, was more political straight out from the bat more social straight out from the bat so I'm not going to talk about punk at the moment because that's quite obvious that's an obvious thing I mean apart from the fun punk pop bands um, most of it was politically aimed. I mean, coming stemming straight from you know the Clash is classic. Um, I might mention them later on with some songs, but but um, it, you know it's a bit too easy for me to talk about that. What I wanted to talk about, as I mentioned, was um, getting your social message, and political message through your popular music, and it just feels to me. I'm looking at. I don't. I mean, I looked to try to. I tried to look for something in what was available now and I don't mean searching for stuff you know that's political I'm talking about I just went to top 10 downloadable pop songs um, on Spotify and you can do this on all other platforms they are available and you I found not one single not one single piece of music that was that was had any real hard-hitting social message it was all, and I'm going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, it was all vapid, um, uh, one-dimensional, three-corded, clicked, uh, you know, quant, quantum, that was a quant, is it called, quantized, or whatever it is, it's all clicked to a track, 
Um, it's all boring. It was all dull. Um, yeah, fair enough. It's for going out and partying too, and and and, and, and you know whistling to yourself in a car. But we did, we've done that, haven't we? People, we've done it. It's been done, and it's it, where where why have we lost this? Um, is it an edu- is it an education thing? I have written that down. Is it an education thing? Is it um, a, a di- an indictment on our education system? Is it the fact that the youth of today don't feel that they are um, disenfranchised or they are different? I mean, I would have thought with the amount of wokeism and every year a new letter adding to something you can't talk about um, being tagged on, I would have imagined that there'd be plenty of of tracks and, and music politically and um, and socially and, and even to do with sexuality that would 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 open your eyes and, and educate you in some respect through the medium of music but it it doesn't seem to be the case but also then I thought when did it when did it die when did it stop and has it really stopped or am I just looking in the wrong spot um and I've come to the conclusion I think it's not stopped but it's really really thin on the ground I mean obviously there are still bands out there political bands but that's when you, as I said, that's looking for them. That's not, that's not just bumping, ac- coming across them like I did on TikTok the other day, which was a real eye opener for me. And and actually, it really spurred this episode because I clicked into the, into the, into the sort of feedback, the messages, and someone said it's really good to see politics back in music, and I thought, yeah, it really is. I mean, I mean, I don't want, um you to think that I, mean, I don't want people to be um what's the word i don't want people to be uh brainwashed and and but i want into whatever political view you want using music that's not what i mean what i do want though is to, for artists to to be allowed to express themselves socially and politically and not feel that they're going to be closed down cancelled switched off you know, abused. I mean, you hear these stories, don't you? And and you think, wow, it would it was never the case before. You could have a free freedom of speech, and that's again why I like, really like um, heavy metal. I really really like that. And of course, punk as well because it doesn't give a fuck. It really doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. It doesn't care if you think it's going to be cancelled because it doesn't. Right? Um, it's not playing about you know with. Uh, playground love stories is it? it it just isn't a, like um, nothing that Geezer Butler ever wrote I mean yes he wrote some very strange drug fueled stuff but he always had a strong heart hitting message same with um, Queen's Reich same with uh, all, you know, a lot of the new wave of British heavy metal bands because yes there was a mix of um, you know dragons and sorcerers but there was also a lot of social commentary at thrash was a, is the same death metal is the same um a lot of war theme messages uh you know uh, the, like the band sabaton right which i've reviewed with benji a little while back um one of benji's favorite bands i mean yes they all their basically stuff is basically around war but that stuff is educational as well. It's educating you on the on the bad side of war and the positive sides of of freedom, right? And Maiden does it a lot. Maiden is very socially aware in that respect. Okay, so is Metallica. So is a lot of those big bands. But where is it in our everyday pop music? Um, and I know this isn't a pop music forum and website, but we do. Sorry podcast but we do listen we've had in our genes all of us all of us listening today didn't just check, get out of bed one morning when they were 10 and go right I'm listening to um behemoth they you you all have a musical journey right fellas ladies gentlemen everyone you've had a musical journey your musical journey comes through it has to shine through somewhere in your tastes i mean you know even the hardest hardest of us might put on some abba right that is the god's honest truth we do and so I thought, where is that? Where where is that soul, social? Where's the social commentary gone? Right, because politics, if anything, now is worse than it has ever been. You know, it, the world is in 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 in. Let's be honest, 
people, the world is in the shitter, right? It really, really is. We're in a space of time now where anything could happen and is happening, right? AI taking over the world, the Russians and the Ukrainians fighting each other, Israel problems in the Middle East, you know, political issues in America, um, all sorts of stuff that's going on. And and so, <clears throat> where is it coming in our music? Now, I'm going to shut up now for a second, go and get myself a, a small drink, and we'll come back and talk about where I think it finished, where I think it ended, where things that I listened to that had a moment for me. Anyway, I hope that's made you think too much. And while we're waiting for the advert, why don't you pick your phone up? Um, while you've got your, phone, got your phone in your hand. And, um, and Google camouflage by Stan Ridgeway and have a quick listen or put it in your in your in your playlist to listen to because it is a great number and it's a long forgotten one which is a shame anyway talk to you on the other side guys bye for now how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. back guys to part two i hope you've listened to stan Ridgeway's, uh camouflage if not it's there to listen to right anyway yeah so i made notes of the sort of the thoughts of my you know about about social uh, commentary and music it was quite a really big rabbit hole i jumped into um you know i thought it started off in the 60s of with pop with uh hippie hippies right uh you know they they didn't do anything but i've talked about that before it's not my favorite form of of social of youth um 
um, rebellion, but it, 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 I think it lit the fire for, for bands to, to say things in their music that they probably wouldn't have done before, you know. I mean, the Beatles sort of did it um, a little bit, of course they did, but they were that in that only when they were reaching into that uh, hippie, you know, uh, Pepper, Sergeant Pepper era. Now, along, if you, as I said, then you come into the 60, late 60s, early 70s, um, there was a lot of that going on, okay, because of Vietnam and so on, right? Um, now, if we take out the, the punk aspect from it, okay, you, you did get some really fantastic um, social commentary tracks, like Imagine. Uh, by you know obviously by John Lennon as we we all know that um, Big Yellow Taxi by Joni uh, by uh, Joni Mitchell which is, which is about um, destroying of the habitat all right and of course we've got Black Sabbath's War Pigs which is an anti-Vietnam War song um, and he, these songs here you know they there's a lot more of those in the seventies I'm absolutely shocked I can't I'm not going to list everything because if I do that we'll be here all night and I won't get to the eighties. Um, again, that's again. I'm I'm trying to pull aside the punk because if we think of punk as one, we add that in the Clash, you know, Dead Kennedys, Stiff Little Fingers, the Skids. They all had um, social messages. All of them. The Pistols. Okay, another one. I don't want to go that route because it's too much. Like it's like fishing. Like. Um, you know, fishing, uh, catching fish in the barrel, as they say, you know, shooting fish in the barrel, sorry, you know. Um, it's too easy uh, because that, that's the medium that really sort of solidifies social media, meeting in music. But because of that, see, with the, with the, with the hippie sort of uh, revolution, it didn't leach too far into everyday music. It was there, you had a little bit, but it leached very slowly, very softly, was not, it didn't change anything. Was punk sort of, it added, it made it possible for even the most sort of vapid of 80s electro pop bands to have some kind of social, political outreach because they come from that, the listeners, the, the performers of that music have come through the punk scene and that's where they were, you know, cutting their teeth. And that's why the 80s is flooded with this stuff, absolutely flooded with it. that's why I'm saying you go to the top of the pops it was on every single week and the radio was on every single week you know, if it wasn't Billy Bragg you know it was it was um, it was Peel if it wasn't Peel it was the police if it wasn't you know it was XTC with Dear God it was U2 with Sunday Bloody, Sunday, Bloody Sunday you know one of my favourite um, growing up one of my favourite records and I still listen to it um, every now and again is Grandmaster Flash and the wheels are steel, you know, um, the sort of pioneers of proper early hip hop before it became boats and hoes and bitches and, and stitches and, and all that sort of stuff before it became disgusting. Um, when you had, they, they had white lines, you know, which was a, a brilliant anti-drug song, a brilliant anti-drug song. Again, I, you know, it was covered by Duran Duran a few years ago. If you want to listen to that version, do so. But the original version is um, absolutely brilliant uh, and uh, I you know the message is still one of the most important hip-hop um, tracks of all time and and it's 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 a wonderful uh, insight into a mixture of st street culture of, of New York and accessibility of pop and um, it to me it's it's the it really sort of grabs it grabs you and that's and that was on top of the pops. That was stuff that was coming through, you know. Um, and it's the stuff that, you know, obviously Billy Bragg is extremely obvious when it comes to his 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 um. He, I wouldn't call what he comes through on to, on top of the pops or on 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 music programs as uh, a surprise. He's political because he's very political. Although songs like "Sexuality" w with Kirsty McCall, um, God rest her soul, she you know that was a really poppy song well I was trying to reach out and what I was trying to grab was people in their early teens maybe you know coming through their like 10 11 12 to the 30 early teens onwards who were listening to music with no idea what the message was about that's what I was trying to say 
if you're going looking for messaging music, you'll find it. I did, I was t- trying to think about music that was around that wasn't aimed with a message. It just had one. Um, one of the most beautiful songs ever written uh, as a pop song with the most wonderful, um, you know, uh, catchy chorus and actually makes you feel a bit teary is Peter Gabriel's Biko. All right, Biko is, you know, it was written about Stephen Biko who was during the apartheid um, issues in South Africa and his early death. Um, it is, it's just a wonderful piece of um, social commentary, but it's a pop song as well, right? It's sing-alongable, is that a term? It's catchy. Uh, and if you didn't know who it was about, you'd find yourself, I'm sure there were, 10, 11 year olds walking to school singing Biko, the lyric, you know, the chorus, whistling the chorus to Biko, Biko. I'm sure they had absolutely no idea um, what they were doing. Michael Jackson, for instance, also had social commentary in his music, you know, um, about unwanted pregnancies and so on. It's, it's a very, you know, we, we were very blessed in the era. And I feel sorry for children, A, not having the constant connection to music. I think music is becoming less important or has become exponentially less important to people's lives. Uh, the youth particularly, the youth. Um, and it's become um, throwaway. Now, as I said at the beginning of the program, where are they getting it from? I think the reason they're not getting their social commentary from music anymore is because of the internet. Because at the, at the tip of their fingers, through TikTok, through Instagram, through Facebook, although not using Facebook anymore, the youngsters, um, you know, YouTube, all sorts of, you know, Reddits, whatever they're doing, they're getting their information that way. It's being fed to them there, it, not necessarily through their siblings and their family. Now through complete strangers um, that just pervade the dark recesses of the vast infinite monkey-filled internet. I could say, as I said to a lot of people the other day, I only mean this honestly, the internet, the phone in your hand is full of infinite information and wisdom, but infinite inti- infinite monkeys and idiots. Uh, uh, and... I, yeah, sorry, I, it makes me think, it makes me sad. I come, okay, so you had these amazing things that were coming through then. So I could, honestly, I could name so much more i really could and and the 80s pervade that way you know in all forms of its music it, it was messaging pop music there was messaging heavy metal there was messages in rock music there was messaging aor you know adult, adult oriented rock you had it in your prog with marillion and you had it in um god even in your country music and that's saying something right um you had it in electronic and dance music i mean Particularly because we were living through the 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 shadow of AIDS, um, people like Queen, you know, were writing songs to be, give you you know more awareness. Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood, right? It, you know, it was so much. Um, yes, you had your your girls on film from Duran Duran, and you had your your, your party music, you know, Agadu and all that kind of stuff. There was a place for that. But most of it, at least somewhere in the in the in the recesses of the top chart, the charts from forty down to te- to number one, there was something in that musical that could make you think, or was there for you to learn, right? Without knowing you were learning. And then we moved into the nineties, right? And all sorts of things happened in the nineties. Now, the nineties again was an era I think of as a flat, dead time in music. I just do. Um, you know, metal was was sort of um, pushed aside, even worse than than when the when punk was around. Um, you know, R and B was taken over in a massive way. There was still sub there were still subcultures. You know, you had Brit pop, which was very political. Okay, that was sort of like a soft version of punk, wasn't it? It was like a it was like the nineties kids discovering punk and then making it a bit more accessible. You had your 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 um, don't say don't forget grunge. Yeah, not forget grunge, but grunge is a bit too like punk. It's too obvious. 
but your Britpop stuff definitely, um, you know, reggae was rearing its head again, and that's very politically driven. Um, you have uh, a Scar in the 80s was all based around that. I mean, uh, what the selector and the specials were doing uh, on the two-tone label was something special. Um, much Too Young is something special. A Ghost Town, something special. And really something uh, catchy, sing-along, but very, very, very politically driven. Um, you know, and these bands broke up and became things like Fun Boy Free and uh, and um, Thompson Twins and all that sort of stuff. You know, pure pop, but with a little bit of political hit to it. And in the 90s, yeah, it was sort of scattergun, wasn't it? Because if you weren't if you weren't listening to, um, there was a lot of looking back in the nineties, uh, with you know with Britpop looking back at the sixties, um, into Scar and to Mod, and the Who driven stuff and the Beatles driven stuff and messages, and then of course you had your your techno and your dance, which is purely in house, which is purely like get it off your face, dance, forget about the world. And I think that's sort of where it starts to begin. It starts to bubble in there because house music and dance music becomes really very popular. And then rap, where rap had a social side to it originally, I think it then morphs. I mean, it's probably still there, but it morphs for me into, as I said before, bitches and hoes and boats and attainment and misogyny and and just i don't know maybe i'm getting that wrong maybe the people are listening to rap who love it i don't know just it seemed to it seems to take over our musical lives and our charts and r&b really takes over and r&b has no political edge whatsoever r&b is soul and soul is what it is for their soul is about um feeling and music and beauty and 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 i love soul music and you know, a lot of that, you know, the Nina Simone stuff is is wonderful, really beautiful stuff to listen to. Um, but it's not got anything to inspire you socially or politically, has it? All right. You know, and, the, you know, you had, you had the occasional thing like The Ghost of Tom Joad by Bruce Springsteen. That was extremely political. Um, all right. That's, uh, it's based around the, the book Grapes of Wrath, um, by Steinbeck, all right. It's um, Rage Against the Machine did a cover of it in 2014, which is amazing. Again, the 90s, you had Rage Against the Machine, machine very hard and heavy, very rocky, but, but also very political, but in the charts. So a rarity, you know, uh, a rarity where you the charts will come on and something as, as something that could be banned by the top of the pops or Radio 1, but still be a big seller that wasn't. You know, if you if you you listen to the, the amazing um, staccato um, bass line on the the, the 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 seesaw guitar and the you know the bouncy music, and you you just get carried on away. And before you realise, you know, you, you, before you realise it, you're you're singing along to an you know a song that's you know that's about freedom of speech, and and ironically, it gets banned. And it's about freedom of speech. It's because it uses the F word, which, you know, by then you should think was not such a big shock, right? You know, killing in the name of, you know, it's, a, it's, it's about freedom of speech is also about, you know, um, racist cops killing ethnic youths um, and, you know, getting away with it, basically. You know, System of a Down, go back to a heavy rock on metal, System of a Down in 2002, you know, um, with um, with their stuff. They, they had a very sort of corporate, they, was, they did tracks about corporate greed and weapons of, ma of mass destruction, you know, Arcade Fire, um, the intervention, in, you know, that's 2006, but the 90s. Okay, the 90s, yeah, it was a bit sporadic, wasn't it? And then as we ended out, as we led out of the 90s into the 2000s, we were all listening to things like Barbie Doll and um, Kylie Minogue. And, and, you know, one of the performers that really had a bit of a political edge that no one thinks about had being that way was Madonna. And Madonna, you know, even right from the beginning, 
uh, was writing songs about, you know, uh, the church's control over youth, um, sexuality, um, you know, abortion, all that sort of stuff. But we, you know, but we think of her as we think of her as um, get into the groove, boy, you know what to do, boy, that kind of thing. But really, no, she was very political. Um, and extremely popular in pop music, but again, we didn't didn't think about that. We didn't, so that just popped in my head. Then I, I completely forgot about Madonna when I was reading my research, and I'm sure that someone's shaking their fist at me, going, "You forgot about Madonna?" I don't know, I hadn't. Now it came to me, uh, you know. And then we 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 sort of leave the the nineties behind into the two thousands, where again we sort of went bland, right? Really bland, um, lack of direction. Lack of um, anything sort of, I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to find where I am at. I'm going to make my notes. Okay. Excuse me, watch out here. There we go. Uh, of course, you again, you, you did have early 2000s stuff like um, Green Day and, um, and those sort of American pop punk bands. But again, it's punk and it's, it's, it's too obvious. It's too really bloody obvious. Um, there wasn't anything I can think of. I mean, yes, grant you, I was raising a young family then, and maybe I wasn't looking at the charts as closely as I would have done when I was 13 and 14. And there are more people educated than me that might say, Tony, you have completely missed the mark there. There was this, this, and this. And if I did, I'm really sorry. But I just think that with the death of regular chart watching, music press as in magazines, hard copy magazines, I mean, not an online, um, music punditry, such as, I mean, yes, now we have podcasts, so wonderful, there are, there are Egypts like me all over the world doing things like this, right? Um, but that's not mainstream. I'd love to think I was mainstream. Gosh, it'd be fantastic if I get my word across to the, everybody, but... I don't want to. And secondly, that's not what this is for. But you know what I mean? You know, you, you, it sounds like an old man looking back and wistfully thinking of the past. But no, I'm, I, I genuinely worry that we are breeding a a world of um, yes and no men, right? Um, people we, and women, and whichever gender you wish to find yourself in. Um, but you know what I mean, Okay. Are we are our children discovering the world a morally, um, politically, socially, artistically? Are they finding it through the music and the art that they are watching, listening to now? I really doubt it. Um, there's a reason why the poll was. There was a research done years ago, and I have mentioned this before, that the most educated music listeners are heavy metal listeners. There is a reason why. Because you you take you have to think about a lot of the music in, that we listen to in metal, it's a thinking music. Yeah, there's there's throwaway metal, of course there is. And we have Van Halen for that, don't we? Right? Um we have hair metal for that, right? We do. We have White Snake, we have all that sort of stuff. Of course you do. Um, but a lot of it it's a little bit of thinking, right? Um, and I know I've I know I'm missing something here down down. I know I definitely am missing things, but my worry is that where are they getting it from? If their major musical source, I mean Beyonce has released a couple of very very um, politically related music, and that's brilliant. Um, and a lot of musicians have and still do, uh, you know. Um, Lady Gaga, extremely important. Um, Charges Gambino, all these people do do this stuff, but it's not. It's not chanced upon while waiting for your your next hit to come along by listeners. It's not. It's not open and easy to access. Access, sorry. Um, it's not. You don't brush across it and suddenly find yourself singing about it and then researching what was that song about. I just don't think the kids are doing that, you know? Um, sorry, my computer's decided to lock itself. God, I've got to fix that. Um, yeah. I just don't know 
where the where they're getting it from and now you might say but the information on the internet you know is going to be much more accurate and musical information is going to be directed and projected by the person making the music yes it is yes it will be and there will be man it will be absolute 110 percent errors and misdirected and guided information in those songs okay um i mean but you can do what we did and we would go and research that information and yes you might go oh, hang on that was elvis costello said that but that's wrong but you'd go and research it so doing that aspect is creating more knowledge more synapse connections right more understanding of the world socially and politically around you historically even right i mean i got i, I got my love of history and i mean this my love of history from from bands like Iron Maiden, my love of uh, of philosophy and art, a lot of that from watching Monty Python, to be honest, um, because that's the way we were. And you know, is it? I don't know how to say this without sounding like I don't know. I'm really worried. I just think that that the level of education has dropped dramatically around the world everywhere in any country even the most you know up-to-date wonderful countries like sweden and norway and finland and, and germany and all these countries that countries that pride themselves on a very good education system i think it's i think it's down to that i think my worry is that that if a child gets bored of his education at school and let's be honest most of us do or did um where does his learning stop like when i left when i left school at 16 um i never stopped learning right because i kept getting it through my music particularly through my at that time real love of punk so i really was reaching out socially and and, and politically um and of course you know uh my brothers and and the life we were living and, and you know music press and things like that but I don't think no, yeah. Anyway, what do you think, guys? Are, are you with me on this one? Do you think that there? It's do you think it's a bit of the fact that we've lost the physical medium of chart watching, um, and the and the that the, and the music has now become so controlled and woked and so clean and and sanitized that we don't we can't take the risk because it won't make money. And I'm not talking about the small bands, because who cares? You know, these small acts know they're not going to make money. They're never going to be Madonna and Kylie Minogue and, you know, Police and, and Queen and all these huge bands. Or, you know, dare I say it, you know, the, the um, you know, the sort of Adele's of this world. Although I'm sure Adele does write political music and I think she probably does, actually. There are one offset in my, there are flaws in my theory, of course, but... Um, you know, that this is the point, right? That the point I'm saying is, is it, is it because of that? Is it because of education at school is lacking? Is it because of the internet? Or is it all those things together? Or is it just because I'm old and that's how I feel? <laughs> possibly, possibly one of one or the other. Anyway, it was really fascinating looking into the, to the, the, those sort of songs and googling it and finding that information and going to my own personal record collection and finding stuff that I had because um, there's a lot of it in there uh, and not a lot of it about now. In fact, I don't know. I had to cleanse my ears after listening to a couple of the tracks that are sort of really big now. It's just, it's just, I don't know. That's another episode. Um, you know, is Rock Dead? I've already talked about that. I, I think it genuinely, possibly is. To be fair. Um, which is a really sad, sad state of things. Uh, but hey, you know, punk is still there. Heavy metal still has its message. You know, um, there are rap rappers out there that have a social message. There are pop bands that do it. It's just not, as I said, glance. You don't glance upon it upon it by accident while waiting for your song to come on to listen to it in the, on the radio in the charts. It's just not there because that's not how we consume music anymore. Anyway, I've, I've sort of repeated myself now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You have a really good 
rest of your week. Um, as I said before, go and have a listen. Go look at your record collection. Go look at your CDs or your downloads or your Spotify listings and see how many of those from your past have a political and social meaning and how many that you've downloaded recently if you are into modern music has it now. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how little there is. Anyway, bye for now, guys. See you on the other side. Also, yes, please do leave a review. Five stars if you could. I need to get to reach more people. Um, by reaching more people, I can have more resources. And more resources mean more interviews uh, and keeping the show alive. Bye for now. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.